Welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Acts chapter 22. It reads, Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, as all of you are this day. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed towards Damascus to take those also who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus, about noon a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Then I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And one, Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me, and standing by me, said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I have received my sight and saw him. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen your witness was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Up to this word they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust in the air, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they had stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, But I am a citizen by birth. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately, and the tribune also was afraid, for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. But on the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet. And he brought Paul down and set him before them. For today's nugget of truth, we're going to focus in on verses 21 and 22. It's here we see what the crowd is really in an uproar about. And as we read here, it says, And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Up to this word they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. The problem that these people have with Paul and what he's doing is that he's not making people adapt to the Jewish customs of the time. He's not forcing people to become a Jewish believer in order to experience the blessings that come from God. And so this is what they really consider is such a blasphemous activity. 
if they truly want to be the people of God, then they have to adapt to be like God's people. And while on surface level we might say, hey, that makes sense, what they're ignoring is what has taken place in this period of time that we've already studied in the book of Acts. That God has displayed to his people that they don't have to live according to the law, but now that they are freed by grace, they no longer have to practice these customs and do these different things that would set them apart part as God's people because he has chosen to set them apart by something different. And so why I want us to focus on this is because I want us to think about what is it that we attach to the gospel that says people have to do this in order to respond to God? What is it that we say this has to be done first before these people can be part of God's people? Do we have expectations? Do we have thoughts? Do we have things that we're looking for other people to do rather than simply respond to the gospel and rather than simply respond to the way that God has revealed himself to them and exposed truth in their life. Because I think if we're honest, there are sometimes things that we expect. We expect people to look like they belong in the church before they can respond to the gospel. We don't expect the gospel to impact sinful people who are living in sinful lives and to meet them in that sinful place and then to transform them there. We expect them to kind of be good-looking people who respond to the gospel on their own time. But what we see throughout the book of Acts and what's going on here and what we've been studying in this podcast is that when people are met with the truth of the gospel, it transforms their life radically. It's not that they get to a place that they look like God's people and then become God's people but instead that the gospel reaches them where they're at and transforms them into the image of the likeness of God. And so that's what we should anticipate when we expect to see the gospel on display in people's lives around us. And so this chapter is describing the situation with Paul. It's telling what took place there, but this principle that's displayed here is that oftentimes people expect God's people to look and act a certain way. And in order for us to really understand what's happening with the gospel, we have to take a step back and say, no, the truth of the gospel teaches us that the gospel impacts people's lives where they're at. It starts with wherever they are and transforms them radically into that. There's no need for them to pattern their life after any form of other rules or regulations. And to do so is at best uncompassionate, but here very racially charged in what they're saying is taking place. And so we need to understand that we're called to display that compassion. We see the fullness of the inclusion of the Gentiles and should be putting the gospel on display to impact and transform people's lives wherever we're at. As far as a question for today, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of being a Roman citizen here, as that's going to have a significant impact on the rest of Paul's story. And so when we think about a Roman citizen, in our minds right now, we say, hey, that's great, he's a Roman citizen. It really doesn't set him apart too much from other people in our minds. But really, at this point in time, because Rome is the controlling empire of the time, he has laws and privileges that are not afforded to other people in this area. He's well outside of Rome, yet the privileges afforded to him extend throughout that entire empire. And so, because he was born a Roman citizen, he is given these special privileges that are given to all citizens of Rome. And so, there were these laws called the Porcelain and Valerian Laws that exempted Roman citizens from having to suffer demeaning or shameful punishments. And so, floggings, scourgings, even crucifixions could not be done to Roman citizens because of these laws. 
they were given protection by the empire for that. And so as we look at what's happening here with Paul, he's about ready to experience one of these things. And he kind of plays this card to say, hey, I'm a Roman citizen. You better think about what you're doing. Because had this individual done that, it most certainly would have ended that man's military career, if not even his life, as well as the lives of others, because of him not following these laws. And so it's very strange to us to think about that in terms of protection for us in a different foreign land because we're from a different place. But it's significant because Rome is the controlling empire of the world at this time. And they have these privileges that are going to be on display here in Paul's life that are going to lead the steps forward with him. And so it's important for us to understand that. There's other questions that you could have in this section that are important for us to look at too. You could be asking about, hey, who's this Gamaliel? What else is going on with this upbringing? Some of these other places that are brought back or even comparing what we see in this account of Saul's conversion with the previous accounts, whatever that question is that's on your mind, I encourage you to look at that, examine that, study God's word, look through the scriptures, talk with others about it, find solutions to that so that you consistently grow in your love for and understanding of who God is. Know today you are loved. You're-